the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. To maybe daily. Just have fun, mate, all right? Service. Just have fun, okay? Have fun. Just have fun with it. Fun. Worst advice ever. Just go with it. Just have fun with it. And it's always like just before you're feeling pressure about doing something too. It's like, hey, mate, you're about to go on live telly or something. Just have fun with it. It's fine. You're going to court for your life. Just have fun with it. Do you want me to fucking juggle on screen or pull me pants down? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Have fun? Mate, I'm so nervous. I need some advice. Have fun. Yeah. Kind of not working. You know the, the only advice worse than that? Yeah. Just be yourself. Oh, I suck. Just be yourself, mate. I'm Just, mate. Oh. And it always comes before like a job interview or a first date or something that you're nervous at. Hey, mate. Just be yourself. <laughs> no. Don't be yourself. Be someone yeah, else. Be better. You go in there as yourself and they're like, what's your work history? Oh, well. Shit, I've just had a uh, memory blank. I've been on the dunny all morning and now I can't. Like, It's like they want you to talk really normal. It's like, no. Just be yourself. No, Horrible it. advice. <laughs> no. I'm unemployed and single. Just being myself clearly is not working. Do not just be yourself. But have fun with it. Mason. Hello. A week's a long time in sport. A month is an absolute goddamn eternity. We've missed everything. We've missed everything. So this is going to be a two-parter. We're just going to attempt to catch up. Yeah. We're going to sift through the muck and the mire and see if any cream comes to the top. (laughs) We are sponsored by the great people at Mint Sports. I love them. Starting to do some fantastic things over there. Geez, they're good. Who doesn't, mate? Who doesn't? We're also sponsored, very special sponsor this week after oh, the World okay. Cup by Spanish Tap Ass, which is Louis <laughs> Rabal's sexual misconduct restaurant. Don't ask to be seated. You'll be told and where to sit. So come on down to sexual, to sexual, to Spanish Tap Ass for all your sexual misconduct restaurant needs. Oh, Thanks, Louis. Wouldn't that be a tasty little restaurant? Yeah, let us pray. Uh, let us pray that we catch up on a month's worth of sport in a two-parter. I don't think it's going to happen. Let us pray, Mace. Does not try to pash me mid-pod. There is no consent here. I don't care how much we're celebrating. She wanted it. Sorry. Did you see what she was wearing? Those shorts. Let us pray that no reptiles are harmed by the zoo family during this episode. All will become more apparent later on. In the name Name of... Hansi Cronier. OJ Simpson. Didn't do it. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho and any, any sporting, sporting criminal. criminal. <laughs> what did Ronaldinho oh, do? Intriguing. He was uh, a great footballer. Pen. What did the great? Do you remember that do? Ronaldinho got no. like five months in jail or six months in jail or something? Mm. He might have been suspended, but he forged his passport. Like he got lazy with visas, so he just was like, "I'll just make my own passport up." It's like, hey, mate, you're Ronaldinho. <laughs> We know who you are. Anything to declare? Yeah, I chipped semen in the uh, 2006 World Cup. 
Okay, but it says here your name's Frank and you're an architect. <laughs> it says your name's Frank. Oh, no, nah, I just made that up. Didn't have a visa. Yeah, forged all these documents. He's a Hawaiian organ donor named McLovin. It just doesn't work, yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and they knew it was him because he actually put the passport between his ankles and did like a cobra kick over his head. <laughs> Flipped it back he over. He couldn't look more like Ronaldinho as well. Like I know. <laughs> Born into the name. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a Ronaldinho. It's dreadlocks, skill, and a little bit of pestilence and the potential to blow out into a big fatty boom batty. Oh, Ronaldinho! <laughs> a horse has been involved at some time during the nine months of pregnancy. Oh, mate. <laughs> Buck as. <laughs> Would eat so much hay. <laughs> when people say back in his heyday, he was good. That was literally at the stable. When he played at Barcelona, he actually had Suarez as a stable mate. They could redo Mr. Ed. Now they'd redo and everything at the moment. A Brazilian yeah. sitcom <laughs> with Ronaldinho. Mr. In... Ronaldinho. You know how they used to get Mr. Ed to talk? You know how they used to make him talk, like, look like he was talking? How'd they do they that? They would smear peanut butter on the gums underneath his uh, lips so that he'd constantly be trying to get them off and his mouth would be going like that. Wouldn't get away with it these days. Taking it to the barn there. Taking it to the... Taking it to the barn corner hard. <laughs> hey, mate, how you been? What's been going on? Like we're back in normal business and uh, life's good. Let's What's get happening serious, with you? Sonny. Oh, shit. Have you ever held a gun? <laughs> have I ever held a gun? Not even shot one. <laughs> yeah, have you just held one? Not shot it and gone, ooh, cool. <laughs> Technically, you can't get done for armed robbery if it's not loaded. So I always carry that when I'm holding up my milk bar. <laughs> I reckon I shot like, you know, little 22s or something with my granddad or something as a kid. Like I have probably a false memory of that. Like, you know, when you think like, yeah, I was sure, cool as a kid. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah, I never sure. did that. But no, I don't reckon I have. It's funny you mention that because mm. I looked into going clay target shooting recently. And <laughs> the only places close by I could find were shooting ranges. Look, it gets sadder, doesn't it? You were at the netball by yourself <laughs> and now you're going fucking clay shooting by yourself. Clay shooting. I never said by myself, though, you <laughs> I, But who's going with you? No safe one. Safe assumption, safe <laughs> assumption. Wasn't there a girl at the Olympics that you used to watch with a mate, the clay shooting that made a strange noise to let the clays... No, so basically, you know when they pull the targets and they say pull? Pull. <laughs> they would always do it in a different intonation. <laughs> but there was this Polish chick who was a gun... And I actually looked it up. It's not the word pull in her language. It doesn't mean pull. No, nah, she would say, zoot. <laughs> Most fun ever. Stoned on the couch at two in the morning. Zoot. <laughs> they get them every time. You're just like, she's zooting the shit out of this. They should have actual pigeons. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So pull, so zoot mean, doesn't mean pull. It means something else. I have a vague me memory of looking it up back in the day. Get getting caught having a zoot in the bedroom by yourself. <laughs> Just, I swear I was zooting. I wasn't having jerking off. I was zooting. How'd you go on the dance floor last night, mate? Did you zoot? <laughs> oh, I zooted me hammy the other day. Couldn't believe it on the train on the out of training. This door's jammed. This door's jammed. <laughs> nah, it's a push, not a zoot, mate. 
By the way, push and pull has been getting people for eternity, hasn't it? The old push and pull. It is. You know the old <laughs> Murphy's the Law deal? or whatever sod's law where you drop the toast and it always lands on the buttered side? <laughs> Never got push pull right the first time. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Ever. And it Ever. takes ages to work it out. You're looking at it. You're, you're studying it. What do I got to do here? My old house, I lived at for a year and a half, and there was a light in the bathroom next to my bedroom. Where there's four lights. One was for my bedroom, three in the bathroom. To this day, no idea. I think someone came in at night. The electrics company came in just to fuck with me. Never got it right. Lived there a year and a half. Not once. Flick, 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 flick. It was like I was trying to land a jumbo jet, just doing all the fucking things on the radar. Like, mate, just put a bit of tape on it. Ride it. Imbecile. I don't know how I don't know how he ended up here, but I literally asked you, have you ever shot a gun? And now we're talking about that. No, you said, have I held <laughs> Have one? I ever held a gun? Well, I haven't either, Zoot. by the way. Okay. I haven't either, oh, but someone, <laughs> someone in Earlwood got where I live, a lovely suburb in yeah. Sydney called Earlwood, just got caught with yeah. hundreds of guns and ammunition mm. in their house. I mean, what are they fucking... What type of guns? Autom- automatic or... Oh, fuck. I don't know, John Wayne. Just your fucking... <laughs> No, because that is one of the one things that we can be proud of the Australian government doing. Yep. Forget what you think about people in different politics. Soon as our mate Marty Bryant, friend of the pod, what am I saying? <laughs> what is going went on there? Ate shit in Port Arthur. Marty. Within like two weeks, everyone's <laughs> handing in their weaponry. It was great. great. We melted those Incredible. bastards down. We Amazing. showed the world how to do it, to de-arm. So what did he have? BB guns? Don't know, but Elwood's kind of um, catchphrase is it's the safest suburb in Sydney because of all the... Crims that live yeah, here. Yeah, this bloke's keeping them safe. This is like in the States where they say the, the safest way to make sure there's not a school shooting is to arm the teachers. That'll do it. Yeah, that'd work. More weaponry. That's your answer. <laughs> How many, oh, every teacher at my high school would have shot all of us. That's the way to do it. On entry. Sonny, sit down. If I ever rocked up. Sit the fuck down or this handgun is going in your mouth. Roll call. Just shooting. Mason to Maine, zoot! <laughs> no, so, okay. That's how you said you were here? Yeah. You'd shoot, you'd shoot right. your gun. You do not want to be on the floor above, come assembly roll call. <laughs> You're dancing. No, I just I just think what best, and then I just started thinking what best gun would suit me. Like, what kind of style oh, would I have? Okay. I thought I'd be like yep. a, a double, yeah, a double barrel. Yeah, a double barrel shotgun, a bit T2. Arnie T2. You'd be a sawn off. You'd be a short one. Just a little pocket rocket. Yeah, a little pocket rocket. Yeah. From the couch. Yeah. Just and I can do the flick. Like it. I can do the T2 Arnie. Remember he used to spin it and cock it, reload it? Oh, Mate, stop it. One of the great <laughs> scenes of all time. Yeah, no, I reckon that suits you. What would you be? Cool. What do you reckon you'd be? What gun would suit you? I'd probably you? be like an old antiquated musket that you have to like still clean the barrel out. And push the gunpowder in, and by the time it happens, someone's just come up, stabbed you, and taken the fine china. And I'm like, give me another minute. Like, one shot per hour. <laughs> Imagine back then, just like, oh my what, God. someone work this out. This is a nightmare. The only gig worse than being in a war back in those days would be a wartime photojournalist. You got the big cloak over the top with the light bulb. Okay, if you guys could hold... Thankfully, they're all pretty still because they're reloading for 40 minutes. <laughs> Do you mind not stabbing him yet? Can you wait? Be an action shot. Someone cleaning a barrel. It just reminded me of this gun talk, and I started thinking, oh, what would be my gun? 
It's reminding me of me and my brother. This is can't believe I'm admitting this, but you remember the movie Romeo and Juliet? Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Great movie. I know the movie. I don't know the play. I'm aware of the movie. <laughs> Same. Same. And I reckon that's cooler. I reckon that's way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all used to watch that religiously all the time. We, oh, I fucking love that movie. Religiously? We Religiously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'd put on okay. the priest uniforms and sit on the couch. and <laughs> That's the thing you probably don't want to admit, but that's okay. <laughs> Listen, that movie is fantastic. And we had mm. a great idea. Remember the guns? They called them swords in the movie. They called their guns swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They modernized it. And yeah. they had crosses that hang off the bottom of the swords. Me and Brod had toy Uzis growing up. Uh-huh. So we thought it'd be cool if we hang rosary beads from the bottom of the guns. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know what rosary beads were? <laughs> but I made mum go out and get me rosary beads so we can hang them from the guns and we wore Hawaiian shirts around the house. We thought we were mint. <laughs> All right, today I'll be the Capulets. I'll be the Capulets. You be the Montagues. <laughs> Fucking idiots. That's what it was like. I like the idea that you've asked your mum to go out and buy rosary beads and without questioning it, she's gone, sure. Or it's probably the one time in her life that she's like, fuck that, I'm not buying you that religious stuff. No, nah, we're hanging them from our Uzis. You need some Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> I thought clay shooting was sad, but as I recite that story. Sorry, Brod. If no, you're done well. You've done well. <laughs> I do, but keep the peace. Put up thy sword. Or manage to part these men with me. Peace. Peace. I hate the word. As I hate hell. All Montagues. And thee. So you've been busy, have you? <laughs> I've been flat out. Been flat. I'm a, mate, I'm a dad. I'm a dad again. How is that going? All good? Have you remembered his name yet? <laughs> Flynn. Uh, Flynn is a very good boy. Very good boy. Okay. You couldn't have sounded creepier, but that's fine. <laughs> He's a very good He's boy. He's a very good boy. Very good boy. But I'll tell you what, there was very one controversial boy. moment which hasn't got an answer to the story because it's a bit of a poo transfer, Sonny. Oh. A poo transfer. Okay. From my hand to another man's hand. And no one knows where it's gone from there. What? So I was at a birthday party at a park. And I changed Flynn in the rooms. Uh-huh. And I had a bit of poo on the hand as I came out. Classic yeah, poo on the hand. This isn't the first you know? time. <laughs> yeah, did you go and have a curry four hours later, like the last time? I Any forgot. Danger, just, as soon as poo is on your hand, you go and wash your hand. <laughs> I... This is not fucking rocket surgery or brain science, champion. <laughs> Mate, I forgot, and I came out, changed him and everything, and we. Oh, I forgot. Sort of... <laughs> uh, what What was I just doing again? I had my hand up someone's shitty asshole. Uh, what were you doing? Oh, I don't know. Do you want a bit of a fucking pretzel hand? What are you talking about? You forgot. I, Mate, I was just like, how was is flustered. Mel taking care of three of you now? This is kind of disturbing. I was flustered. I'm flustered now. <laughs> I feel dirty. We just got there. It's some guy from Earlwood that I don't really know. I shook his hand. Did he have a gun in it? <laughs> Lucky he didn't shoot you. I shook his hand and then looked back and then remembered about a minute later, poo gone. 
Pooh's gone. So you are admitting openly, forget the <laughs> Romeo and Juliet childhood stuff. That's not embarrassing. That's you as a kid. You didn't know any better. You're openly admitting that when you change your kids' nappies, you just go, righto, that's in the bin. Moving on. Turn the tap on. Scrub the hand. You lived through a pandemic two years ago where we had to sneeze in our elbows and then touch elbows inexplicably. You should be fairly used to washing the hands, mate. I'm not letting this go. We're going to talk, quote, off air. I've Wash your fucking hands, so, mate. I've never seen so disappointed. You were so disappointed. Mate, if I'm having a go at you about hygiene, something's up. Something's wrong. I don't own shoes. I don't wear undies. I'm not the cleanest dude alive. You've got your hand in fecal matter. It's time to give a bit of the old scrub-a-dub-dub. Zoot your head in, mate. Zoot your head in. <laughs> zoot your kids' pants up. Zoot your head in. And zoot the door open after you've tried to push it. Hey, should we talk sport? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, mate. Why not? We're only Why 20 not? minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, baby, you know what time it is. It's time to get those pants off, baby. And get ready and sit back. Put that incense right around that room now. It's time for Sonny's Main Sport Headlines. Oh, Drop that beat. Now, we're going to just fly through this and pick and choose things as we go. I mean, it's going to be pretty haphazard, so we'll just see how we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Beauty. We're going to go AFL first. It's finals time. Oh. North inexplicably forget how to lose. Guys, you've literally done it for the last 20 weeks. Inside. It's not that hard. Plenty of retirements. <laughs> Nick Nat, McCartan, Geelong Smith, your mobs Rewalt and Cochin. Hey, you still texting him? Did you text Koch about his retirement? Not only did I text him, I left him a voicemail. I went even harder this time. <laughs> hang, hang on. So for anyone who wasn't listening ages ago, there's a generic sign-up message that you get from the footy club and it's signed off by the captain. Mace has an entire textual relationship with that captain who is no longer. How do you leave a voice message, though? You rang the club. Mate, I rang, <laughs> I rang the guy. I was emotional that, that day. Your hero facts. Very him. emotional and just had to touch base. He didn't pick up, surprisingly. He didn't pick up, as he usually does. Shocker. Doesn't reply much and never picks up. I'll see him at Dad's 70th anyway in Richmond in a couple of months. I will see him there, but I just had to. You I reckon? just had to. I just had to touch base with the great man because what a stalwart. Yeah. What a fucking leader. What a man. And it was a great little send-off they did at the G there. I would pay top dollar to hear, to hear that recording. <laughs> Fair career, though. 20 years, three flags, one haircut. Not a bad career. <laughs> Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Trent Cochin. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. <sighs> hey, Koch. It's me. It's uh, 1am, Sunday morning. Got me mate Jack Daniels here. Thinking about 
uh, your day yesterday, the big day of your retirement. Oh, keep it together. I can't decide. <laughs> can't decide whether to watch Samuel's channel or reruns of Jag. By the way, when was the show Jag a thing? A little amazing for you, Koch. <laughs> that haircut would have got you into the Jag set, mate. You know how much I love that hair. Ah, <sighs> Kochi. I've always felt we've been connected from your first game in 08. You ran past me, Punt Road End, the G. Uh, I could smell you from the boundary. I knew you'd be number one from that smell. You are the one. You are Neo. Your son's name is Parker. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what my son's name is, mate? I saw into the future with that one. His name's Parker, by the way. <sighs> 306 games, 141 goals. Brownlow medalist. Three best and fairest, might I add. Two All-Australians, three flags, and the greatest captain that ever lived. <sighs> where did it end? Where does it... Where, do, where, where, where does it end for you, my love? I mean, uh, Koch. Kochi, 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 Kochi. What am I going to do with you? <laughs> Hopefully I'll see you at Mum's 70th at Smorgies, yeah? Okay. Ciao. You know the best of the retirements, though? When Buddy retired and they did the whole 23-minute parading, like awesome yeah. stuff, the week that he retired, they were talking about it like he just died. <laughs> He's a good man. Remembering Buddy. Remembering him. <laughs> Guys, still breathing. Just not going to kick a football around the ground anymore. It reminds me of the time I, I for Mother's Day I got Mel, I got her a photo of of Parker and her this huge framed photo. Yeah, and she's opened it, and all she said is, "Oh my god, it looks like we've died." I looked at it and went, "Oh, it really does. It's one of those ones you sit on top of a casket." I've never, I couldn't believe it. I was like. It does look like that photo. Did you alter it? Did you say to them, like at, at Kodak, like, hey, can you make it look like a wraith? Yeah, yeah. I want to blow it up, blow it up, make it a big frame. Anything bigger? You're right, actually, because if you're pale on a big A-frame, like an easel. Good musing.
Is it possible mm. to look good blown up in a photo? If you're black. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm gonna you give, gonna you a give chance. me a chance? You're gonna give me a chance. I'm gonna give you a chance. Talk me through your logic. Well, okay. Well, well, let me talk. Let me talk it through. Well, in life, for me, uh, anyone who's black's better in life. They're better dancers. No, no. I gave you a chance. Better. I regret it. I gave you a chance. I regret it. <laughs> Thought you might not sound as racist. Now sounding oddly really racist. You can't say that the pigment of someone's skin makes them better. And I don't care if it's a minority or not. It's just not really going to fly. Sorry to woke poke you, mate. But everyone knows in life the Jews are better. Like, you just can't do it, dude. I want to see you dig yourself out of this. <laughs> well, they better dancers. They wear better... They look better oh. in clothes. They, um... They, um... They look better in clothes? Are you looking out the window? Are you hoping that, like, a really stylish black dude walks past with a post-it note? I always see black guys or, uh, and think, fuck, they look so cool. I just, this is, I can't get out of this. It's the biggest hole I've ever dug. And I'm digging with the fucking, I'm digging with a fork here. I'm digging with a fork. Zoot your head in, mace. Zoot your head in. <laughs> your face then was great. <laughs> I just, as we do this, I often think... Huh, am I cutting this out or yeah, have is to be this cut, so bad that it has to stay in? <laughs> I don't know. That one's oh, that one's 50-50, that one. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's 50-50. What was, I can't even remember the question. <laughs> it's how are you oddly racist? <laughs> Black people are better at everything. Okay, awesome. <laughs> See you at the local pool. Yo, check this out. Black guys drive a car like this. Yeah, but wait, guys, you don't have a car like this. It's true. It's true. We're so lame. Still on footy, a club official in Adelaide hip and shoulders a 12-year-old on the ground. Unbelievable. That's right. A suburban footy club official was seen to attack a junior player during an under-13s match in Adelaide. During the month of August, he's been banned for life from official involvement in the sport. In addition to the lifetime ban, he can't attend junior matches in any capacity. I don't know why they say in any capacity. Well, I'm just here because I'm a pedo. Like, what do you mean in any capacity? Like, just say you can't attend. What are you talking about? I had to put the thermos on. What if the fucking thermos isn't on? Anyway, that's for a year, and the club has been fined a whopping 500 bucks. That ought to do it. I did like this. The coach of the opposing side, who is Fitzroy in Adelaide, also received a severe reprimand for, quote, aggravated behaviour. And it's like, oh, what's going on in this game? And doing a little bit of digging, it's then acknowledged that the aggravated behaviour was towards the bloke who hip and shouldered a (laughs) 12-year-old. Okay, buddy. Any danger you don't want to come onto the ground and physically abuse a child. Was it a clean hip and shoulder, though? Was it a good one? You know what's funny? I'm not joking. I'm yeah. not joking. Yeah. A report I saw on this, and it was a few weeks ago. I don't know if it said good, but it said an old-fashioned. Like, it was almost <laughs> like nostalgic. Great. An old-fashioned hip and shoulder. Like, like you almost expected the next paragraph to be like, this game's gone to shit. Used to be able to bump kids. Like, no, mate. It's not old-fashioned. It's physical abuse, and he needs to be tickled. I dare you to touch your boobs. 
touch your boobs. That's assault, brother. Huge congrats to massive friend of the pod, Craig Choco O'Malley. His East Burwood Rams are into the granny, Meso. They got up. Next week, they're up. So, he is the man who gave us full access for his 500th game. You can watch that on Mint Sports, the first of many little docos. There's a YouTube link in the previous episode. He was fantastic in that. So, congrats to them. Go Rams in the big dance. We'll be there next week. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've come too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to just... Keep our to NRL now, and it's finals time there as well. It's all heating up. The Vegas teams have been locked in. <laughs> Ex-Bulldog Tavita Pangai Jr. has switched to boxing. I give that six to seven months, Mace, until he's back playing rugby league. Yeah, My tip. Okay. Ooh, Wayne Supercoach Bennett gets him at the Dolphins. Love it. Love it. Mm, little pick in the nose, Nostral Dharma style. Mm. The Bulldogs, speaking of which, are officially a shambles. The Baby Panthers are no good. There's an investigation pending after one player stormed out of the club after revealing his punishment for poor standards was being forced to physically wrestle the entire squad one at a time. <laughs> I've got a, I got an inside word on the old dogs. I've got one of my fellow co-workers who's a huge... Doggies fan. Fantastic. And he's, are, you breaking story? are you breaking news? I'm breaking stories, breaking mate. News. I'm Tom Browning at over here. I am absolutely brown town up in Sydney. You wouldn't believe it. Well, you are on your hand when you're not careful. <laughs> Tom Brown town on the palm. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brown, how are you going? As I shake his hand with the Yeah, poop. nice to meet you. Oh, have we met before? I think I'd remember. To wash my hands. Look, he's all in favour of it, and he reckons it's all a bit of a, a blow-up, really. None of that happened. Oh, yeah. But he's all in favour. He loves Seraldo, loves Gould there. He thinks it's all a media blow-up. And he knows, mate. He knows, all right? He's, he's right in there. <laughs> Having one of the great young, talented squads and really good administration and coming second last is clearly signs things are on the up for the kennel. As, as Willie Mason said, pull your head in, zoot your head in, and fucking get on the track. If you don't want to be here, get out. That's what they're doing. If you haven't signed yet for 2024, fucking pack your bags, get out. All right? Willie Mason is the voice of reason, so <laughs> everyone listen to him. Speaking of shit standards, the Tigers abandoned their five-year oh. genius plan and oh. flick past Benji his way to their main role oh. as they attempt to avoid a three-peat next season of the dreaded wooden spoon. Sheensy. Hey, quick ask Mace. Hit me. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. Do you know the origin of the wooden spoon? What do you reckon it means? Wooden spoon. So, that, say you've got nine... So, I know an old Irish family, right? Right. An old Irish family growing up. Yeah. There's nine kids. They spit out kids like it's, you know... Oh, yeah. No telly. Love it. <laughs> totally. No telly. Nah, can't afford it. One potato, nine kids, no telly. <laughs> and the physical abuse that that dad gives out, he goes through every utensil in the house, and when he gets to the last kid, oh. the youngest kid, the last utensil <laughs> is the wooden spoon. <laughs> You're not even worthy of the spatula. If you're the prodigal son, you get the tong. What can I use on your boy? Oh, you're going through all of them, Dad. 
Wooden spoon. That's what fucking do. <laughs> Am I close? Am I close? I don't know if this is a hurt it. You're very close. But one of the great seminal moments, watershed moments of our lives was when my brother broke the wooden yeah, spoon on his ass. Okay, next. <laughs> so hang on. So no, you know what it is? The wooden spoon. Yeah. Wait. Well, you bro- wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Beep. Beep. No. Beep. Have you heard it? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, haven't. We used to get the wooden spoon all the time. Yeah. For misbehaviour. And I remember one day, Bill just fronting up, going, all right, give it to me. And he kept getting lippy. And mum wasn't having it. Will hunting style. And mum kept taking out her anger on his ass with the wooden spoon. And he kept firing back. And I was watching. It was like watching ping pong. I was getting whiplash. Jesus. From wooden spoon to ass to mum anger. to Just going <laughs> hell for leather, left to right. To this day, you can't pick up a wooden spoon. Like, that's the kind of torment. Well, I can, but it has to be with my brother's asshole. And he, <laughs> he had it. Hit him on the bum and it snapped in half. Bam! This wooden utensil. Wow. The timber frayed in twain. Wow. And the next 20 minutes, we're running around the house, high-fiving, nude, pissing in the sink, doing whatever we want, living large. (laughs) And mum comes back, walks in with a metal spatula. Oh, my God. Fair mic drop. Brought straight back into line, Meso. Straight back into line. (laughs) Now, the wooden spoon, it's so wanky. It comes from Cambridge, University of Cambridge in England. English? It was like a booby prize awarded to students who achieved the lowest exam marks, but still got their, like, highest degree. Like, so the highest honour you can get, but with the lowest mark. So it's sort of like teasing them. It's not even that bad. And then they would make them really big, like a five foot. I know. It's so lame. Why do we use it? Some pommy bullshit. So there was no physical abuse at all? (laughs) <laughs> no, and it wasn't like, my theory was like, okay, well, we're out, like, everyone sits down for dinner and you're the last one served or whatever, so all we've got left is this old wooden spoon, you use that or something. <laughs> what should we use instead? What is what is the ultimate booby prize? What is the shit chalice that they should get? A handshake from you? What do they get? <laughs> <laughs> what would they get? Yeah, it'd be something like, maybe a whoopee cushion or something, like, it's just constant mm. attached whoopee cushion. So just remind. Or if we stick with the spoon, if we stick with the spoon, are you going another utensil? A spork. Spork's pretty good though, actually. To be honest with you, kind of two in one. Sporks are mint, and they're underrated, and they're not sold enough in IKEA, and it really annoys me. There's my little can of beans right there. Okay, speaking of can of beans, it's what you use when you go camping. You don't go to someone's house and go, "Oh, what do we got here? Just give us the spork." No, I want a spork. I want a spork. You're bringing a three-liter tanker of Pepsi around for dinner and uh, and demanding a spork. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what they should use, but hey, guys, right into us. What should we use instead of wooden spoons? Yeah. But if we stick with the wooden spoon, we need to make it more embarrassing. Like they present the flag at the footy or, or whatever, we need to present the whole team and the club with a spoon, and they have to put it in their trophy cabinet. So you it, look at the yeah, trophy cabinet, there's trophies everywhere, and then a big spoon. Or yeah. maybe they have to wear one around their neck for the whole season. That or a used condom instead of the wooden spoon. Okay. <laughs> Come on, guys. Big weekend. This is, this is for all the chocolates. We can't lose this weekend or we get the used franger. They bring it out on a wooden spoon. Here you go. Yeah. All right. Food for thought. You're a thinker. You're a thinker, aren't you? To boxing. Nikita, don't call me Timmy, son of don't call me Kostya Zoo, credits his victory over cowboy hat-wearing Aussie character Jack we get it, mate. You're a character brew baker. He credits his victory to, yep, you guessed it, Mace. 
drinking cobra snake blood. <laughs> Are you across this? Did this one slip through the net? This has gone through to the keeper. What is this about? Okay, so... So many words were used. I don't even know. <laughs> Brew Baker. I mean, is that a competition cooking show on fucking yeah. lifestyle? Welcome back to Brew Bakers. Yeah. <laughs> Every meal is served in his hat and you could drown in it. It's ridiculous. So a few weeks before the bout, Zoo decides, you know what I need to do? I need to drink some cobra blood, but not before I eat that cobra's heart. So this is something that he does all the time. He now can add it to his long menu. You say cooking show, you're not far off. Gabriel Gatte, <laughs> eat your cobra heart out. Zoo has now eaten bull testicle, cow liver, Why? boiled animal bones. He's eaten their muscles. He even devoured the eye of a pig. Although, quote, he says, that last one was when I was drunk. It was in my reckless days before I got back into boxing. I was drinking tequila, having fun. And I just said, give me the head. Okay, so back to the snake blood. When quizzed on it, he said, snake blood, yeah, it's a weird one. The taste was like medicine and alcohol with a hint of herbs. What? Oh, that familiar taste. That familiar old taste. Hey? So familiar. How'd you go? Yeah, good, mate. Had some whiskey, some cough syrup and coriander. You're on the snake blood, mate. Okay, I know. Is he training for boxing or fucking fear factor? It's ridiculous. Is he in blood sport? Is he a Van Damme extra? What is he doing? So it was all done in a snake farm in Thailand. I'd hope so. And he was he's enamoured by the whole process. Like, yeah, he didn't go to Melbourne Zoo. <laughs> hey, guys, good news. I won. Bad news. You're down a reptile. So he's in Thailand. He says they kill it right in front of you because you've got to eat it within five minutes while it's fresh. There's nothing worse than stale snake heart <laughs> how's his form here when questioned further on it he goes hold up snakes are actually really well represented in medicine they're actually the symbol of the world health organization fucking hell okay so he's another boxer with cte classic cte <laughs> stuff right here my friend this is what it is it goes from boxing to snakes it always does it always does cobra type energy what's cte <laughs> Yeah, the symbol of the World Health Organization is a snake. Oh, yeah, sweet. That makes so much logistical sense. The skull and crossbones are the sign of poison. Doesn't mean you drink a litre of bleach if you're a fucking pirate. Anyway, he goes on, quote, When I was drinking the blood, it gave me the biggest energy rush. My mind was so clear. Tipping there wasn't much to clear out. I was thinking, wow, this really is meant for our bodies. No, you extracted it from a reptile who's cold-blooded. It's meant for that body. <laughs> Quote, it's something Thai fighters do and the same as Vietnamese and Chinese soldiers. Okay. Wow. To get high before they know that they're going to get defeated. Wow. And then he goes on and says, when I've made enough money boxing, I'm going to buy myself a farm and disappear. I'm going to live off the land, self-sufficient. Which, by the way, is harrowing for any animals he has on the farm. Self-sufficient. He's going to eat all their blood. Where is this interview being held? Is this being held straight after the eating, the feast? Well, it's just like, In the where... stocks, I reckon. <laughs> what did he ask him? Guantanamo. He said, how's your last few weeks been? And then he just let into Cobra Talk? Yeah. Or was it... <laughs> How are you going to make weight? Oh, man. <laughs> let, let me, me tell you about it. <laughs> but then he goes on about his farm and he says... Everything in boxing is baby steps towards the farm. After that, you'll never hear from me again. 
which wow. is going to be a great loss for all of society. <laughs> Zoot your head in, mate. Zoot your head in. Zoot your head in. <laughs> and like that, he's gone. Hey, quick ask, Mace. Hit me. Quick ask, Mace. Hit me. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? What's the over-unders? How many of the Ten Commandments do you reckon you could name? Don't you dare look it up. Don't you dare look it up. I'm not even touched it, I swear. Five. Five. Go. I don't reckon you can do it. Thou shall not kill. <laughs> I thought you broke up a bit and I thought you said, shall not go uphill. <laughs> that was my fifth one, so fuck. New Ask Mace, what are your Ten Commandments? Yeah, okay. Thou shalt not leave the couch. <laughs> Thou shalt not covet the remote. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt not run uphill. Kill? You've got kill. Go. Uh, Thou shalt not, like, fuck someone before getting married. Um, Look, they're not going to be verbatim. Thou shall be, um, uh, what's it called? It's got to be correct. Thou shall be mis- monogamous. Monogamous. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't finished it. Sorry, what? <laughs> Mimogamous. <laughs> mahogany. Moccasins. you got to wear mahogany. Okay, my Ten Commandments. you got to wear mahogany <laughs> moccasins and you can't run uphill in them. Don't covet the remote. <laughs> Thou shall not kill. Thou yeah. shall not drink soup. I don't know. Fuck. What? Five. Was, you five. reckon you do five. <laughs> Thou shall not steal. Yep, two. Thou shall not... Do you want to just let them percolate and you can drop them in later if yes, you think please, of any? please. Okay. So I got two. Of, two out of five. Yeah, well done, mate. <laughs> do you know Great what I actually effort. said in my head? I went, two, 100%, mate. You got two in you. And then I went, fuck you, mate. Yeah. You've got five. Five, yeah. Wouldn't have thought so. Well, you know what? If you'd asked me, I would have been like, I don't know, five of them? And then would have gone, okay, I know three. (laughs) I'll look them up later, but I've got a distinct feeling there's about six of them that are basically identical. Yeah. And they're about, like, don't fuck with God. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll come back to that. Don't you cheat. I won't. I promise, I promise. Wait, thou shall be clothed at all times. Thou shall not be nude. Yeah, again, again, (laughs) one of your Ten Commandments. (laughs) Thou shalt wear his wanking uniform at public events. Zoot uniform. It's a wedding. Get out of the hoodie. <laughs> Zooting uniform. Yeah. <laughs> Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. This one is just plain fucking stupid. <laughs> Coveting your neighbor's goods is what keeps the economy going. All right? Your neighbor gets a vibrator that plays Oh Come All Ye Faithful. You want to get one too? Coveting creates jobs. Leave it alone. To tennis now. Joker won Wimbledon. Who gives a shit? The US Open's on now. But in the lead up to that, the Canadian Open. And Maria Sokatumi Sakari responded to American Danielle, don't call me Danny Collins, complaints by telling her to, quote, shut your mouth. Love it. Which was always fun. During the semifinals of that same tournament, Mm -hmm. play briefly descended into a year six blue light disco when Cotton Eye Joe... Was heard playing over the speakers. <laughs> what? Midpoint. <laughs> they were midpoint, and then out of nowhere, it was. <laughs> of all tunes, why is that next on the playlist? How why? is that on there? Okay, that was Cotton Eye Joe, and now we've got Eiffel 65. I'm blue. Sit back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mate, when I saw this story, I clicked on an attached article, 
Mm. And it was the biggest woke poke of all time. Mm. It was about the tennis event. And it said basically that the song Cotton Eye Joe should be cancelled because it evokes imagery of black slaves being forced to pick cotton. It does. Oh, my God. Yeah, but guys, <laughs> it should be cancelled because it's, it's a, a horrid piece song. of anti-music ear cancer. And we don't need to be like, guys, have you seen the lyrics? <laughs> no, but my ears work. Get rid of it. See ya. Dunzo. We're good. Moving on. Oh, you know what? The stuff they're talking about, well, don't need to know. Don't need to know. Heard four seconds of it. Hush. It's fucking shit. Get rid of it. <laughs> But I hadn't been forgotten, I'd go. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Hey, in the same week, that event, the Greek Mandela, Sisypas, not too sure if you saw this, he got angry and demanded that a lady in the front row should be immediately ejected, woman in her 50s. What do you reckon her crime was, Meso? What was it? Was she drunk? Classic drunk at the tennis. Oh, she was sober as a judge, but she, according to the Greek Mandela, was imitating the noise of a bee. <laughs> what? So specific. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, the Greek Mandela even swatted away an imaginary winged anthophilia. Is that what they are, bees? Jesus. Anyway, in his service action... <laughs> Uh, how is... I can't believe you just said that word. <laughs> is that what they are? It's oh, fine. fuck divine, but it's awesome. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I love you. I saw your brain go... Yeah, you can almost hear oh, the cogs. I can hear it. Hear the Very cogs. rusty. <laughs> Need some lubrication, those cogs. Can I read a book, mate? <laughs> Quick little sidebar stat fact. Yeah. Taking it to the beehive. Taking <laughs> it to the hive. A honeybee worker, worker bee, their job is to work their ass off for pollen, right? This podcast is honeybee so worker. fucking stupid. I'll frame it as an ass, mate. I feel like a Kentucky fried idiot. How much honey do you reckon a honeybee worker makes in its lifetime? <laughs> um... Half a mil. Half a, a millimeter or mil- milliliter? Milliliter. Wow, that's actually. I was expecting you to say like four buckets worth or something, <laughs> but you're pretty spot on. Honeybee worker averages yeah. one twelfth of a teaspoon of honey in her lifetime. Is that it? Fuck, that's why there's a lot of them. Jesus. I know. Is that it? I know. I fucking love honey, by the way. Just fucking side note. I am all about honey. Fuck me dead. Top three condiments? Top, it's one number one by a country mile for me, honey. It is fucking unbelievable. Really? Never get sick of it. Never goes off. Not too sticky? Yeah, a bit sticky on the hand. A bit sticky on the hand. Takes a while to get off. I bet you fucking wash your hand after that, don't you? <laughs> hey? Chocolate pretzel boy? <laughs> Thou shall wash hands. Thou shall wash hands. Thou shalt wash hands is one of the commandments. Thought well it was. Thought it was. Sort of puts paid to the term busy as a bee a bit, doesn't it? Anyway, <laughs> buzz off, sissy pass. You got the mental resilience of a fly. Imaginary flies. What is he hearing out there? What is someone as he's serving going bzz, bzz. <laughs> Kind of rate it. It's kind of good. Kind of rate it. And the fact that it put him off. Getting paid millions of dollars to no, hit a ball. He's fucking like, tennis players. I think someone's pretending there's a bee here. Fuck me dead. Go down to Bay 13 for eight <laughs> minutes, mate. <laughs> You're going to wish you had bees on your eyeballs, pal. I will constantly be monitoring that camera. 
to make sure that one of my workers is a real busy bee. Buzz, buzz. To rugby. And the World Cup is fast approaching. It's just a week. Oh. We could use 15 oh of him. God. The World Cup is under a week away now, and Eddie Jones holds a press conference for the ages. The best. The amphibian super coach sporting the gawkiest of a Kubras. <laughs> what? It wasn't a Goober. <laughs> oh, my goober. Lord. He spent nearly 10 minutes effectively just telling the journos how rubbish and negative they all are. <laughs> One of the great press conferences. I love him. I love the unFrench frog. So grumpy. So little. Just a little frog, just going about his day. But so smart. So the Wallabies are zero from four under, you know, Frog Boy's recent tenure, mm. and he's still getting tongues wagging and rugby printed on all the back pages. The man's a genius. I yes. love it. Do you these kids are tadpole? That you would have called them tadpoles when they were born, little tad and pole. Yeah, 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 for sure. It was like in Neighbours <laughs> when Toadie had a cousin tadpole. Toadie. Like, all right, guys, we'll give you that one. Uh, it says here my name's Toadie. Yeah, mate, that's what your name is. <laughs> I reckon Toadie, Toadie, because he had this like storyline where he was with a pretty hot looking chick, mm. and he was getting marry her, and then they end up killing her off. I reckon it was in his contract when he signed on. It's like, all right, if I'm here for ten years, I get to pass a glamour. <laughs> Surely, all right, we'll give Toadie that. Mate, you're 100 percent right there. Listen, this fucking Eddie Jones, I love him, and like people get into him for going young. It's like, what do you want him to do? Keep playing these peanuts who can't win for us. It's you just can't win. You cannot win with the media or the Wallabies. <laughs> yeah, ribbit, ribbit. Good luck over in France. Oh. Hope they don't eat your legs. <laughs> <laughs> I know you blokes think we can't do any good, so so don't ask any questions, boys. Just be be the pessimist you are. Keep Australian rugby where it's been. Keep it where it's been. Complain about players that that. Don't get selected. Keep doing about that because it's fantastic because we love it. I don't think it's a reflection of just the media. No, let him keep going, mate. I love this. I love this negativity. It's fantastic. I love it. Love it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. What was the real, what have you seen the difference? Oh, nothing, mate. We're terrible. You know we're terrible. Just tell us we're terrible and we'll prove you wrong. I can feel this negativity coming out. I can't. I've got to wash myself off, boys. I've got to wash myself off because it's just sticking, sticking to me. Thanks for the worst press conference I've ever had in World Rugby. Worst press conference. Well done, boys. That is the worst I've ever seen. Worst I've ever seen. To netball. We didn't get a chance to bask in the World Cup glory that are the Diamonds. World Cup winners. Beating the Poms in South Africa. Sterling effort from the ladies. They made amends. From the group stage loss to the Sooks from England when they wow. led it every single break of the final. Final embarrassing scoreline, 61-45. Well done, girls. Unbelievable. Well done, girls. And the Commonwealth Games is no more, Mace. So our netballers on that will have to settle for World Cup medals because it's not an Olympic sport, so there is no pathway for them. Again, for those keeping score on Olympic sports at home, that's breakdancing one, netball zero. <laughs> Commonwealth Games, though, fucking who gives a shit? I mean, pfft. Yeah, look. How do you no feel about it? No one gives a shit, it? clearly, but it, it is very... Imp- I, I'm a sports nerd, so I think it's vital yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't think we have to pretend it's as important as the Olympics. I don't think we have to fund it as heavily. I think it needs to exist, though, because it's a gateway. It's a pathway for success. Kathy Freeman True. first went to the Commonwealth Games. True. Netballers don't get to go to an Olympics. We need to test our young athletes at a decent level and give them a taste of success before going on to the bigger world stage. And it's just too difficult without a little bridgeway. So something has to give there in future. It just needs to be more financially viable. Yeah. Instead of parading it around like an Olympics, just have a little tournament once every four years. Maybe in the same spot. Do it in India where they can afford it. Do it somewhere. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. It just needs to be a little bridgeway of competitiveness for our Australian athletes. I like it. I'm back on. I want the Commonwealth Games back. <laughs> You know what it is? It's like the recorder of the music industry. It's a bridge. It really it's a pathway. Is. It really is. That's fucking fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, ask Mace on that then. Ask Mace. Does anyone actually go on to play the recorder? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Or is it just a musical so gateway? It's just a gateway to instrumental musicality. Everyone can pick up a recorder, though. It's one of those great instruments and do hot cross buns just straight away, instantly. And once you clock hot cross buns and realise it's exactly the same as three blind mice, you're like, I'm good. I'm done. Either never play an instrument again or move past the record. Can you imagine being like, yeah, we're doing a world tour. U2 is doing a world tour. <laughs> and uh, I'm on the recorder. Bears from the Happy Mondays is going to be playing recorder. It's such a bullshit instrument. It's, isn't it? It's fucking bullshit. The wooden spoon of instruments. <laughs> or the used condom. We need to put little holes in it so you can play a wooden spoon recorder. <laughs> Athletics, Simone Bowles is back. Welcome back, Simone. Welcome and our back. spag bowl is finally Come on. exonerated from all drug-related charges. You beauty. Unbelievable story. Highlight of the Olympics oh. coming. This one. Absolute highlight. He looks rusty, though. I think it's going to affect him for life. Hey, mark yeah. this name down, Mace. Yeah. Grace Krause. Okay? This Love is a 15-year-old Wunderkind from Tamora, country New South Wales. Love she it. recently lit up the YouthCom Games last month, taking home bronze in the long jump, and she made the 200-metre sprint final. This is at the Trinidad and Tobago event. Sure. Don't forget Tobago. It's not just Trinidad. It's Trinidad <laughs> and Tobago. Such a token. Isn't it? No one ever says Tobago and Trinidad. It's the salt and pepper of the, of the Caribbean. Pity there's no more commie games for her to continue the pathway to success, eh? But that's okay. Hey, the world champs were held. Mm. And our Nina Kennedy wins pole vault gold. Loved it. Or did, did she? she? So, Aussie Neens was locked in a ding-dong battle for ultimate glory with US vaulter Katie Moon. It's always a ding-dong battle, isn't it? A little amusing. Ding-dong battle. Always. Always ding-dong. Ding-dong. Never dong-ding. <laughs> hey? That's it. You know, apparently in Tobago and Trinidad, you have a dong-ding battle and you get on the pepper and salt. If, if the chips are down, they're vinegar and salt chips. They're never salt and vinegar. Yeah, she had a dong-ding battle with Katie Moon. So stupid. Oh, fuck it. Actually, up. Katie Moon would be great if it was like a crescent going over the bar. It'd be perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Just arcing her way to glory. That's... No wonder she won it. It was at night. Anyway, the two were in a dong-ding battle. <laughs> When they got together and decided to share the spoils. Okay, so you're both the best, are you? 
Mace, is this nice. sportsmanship or sportswomanship at its finest? Woke, it's a woke poke. Woke poke, woke poke. It's a woke poke. And thought, yeah, I love my community and that's on woke as fuck. Woke poke. It's on the nose for me. I fucking hate this shit. Oh. It's like 20 years ago, they'd be spewing these two. But now, let's accept it. Let's accept that we've won together. Let's do it. Let's go arm in arm. Let's love. Let's pray. Let's eat. I've done that the other way around. I've gone to Bagon Trinidad. Eat, pray, love. Let's eat, pray, love. <laughs> love, eat, pray. It doesn't matter what order you do it in. We're all going to end up the same anyway. Faster, higher, stronger, together. <laughs> they really harped on the together, didn't they? Are they all the movies in Tobago like Memento? Like they're all backwards? So no one knows what yeah. the fuck's going on? <laughs> in Home Alone, it's called Alone Home. And it's just McAllister having a nice family. <laughs> Home Alone as well. No, you weren't thinking of Home I Alone. I swear to God. You were not. I was like, the, wet, the sticky bandits are there at the start. And then he's not at least. <laughs> He's not alone <laughs> yeah, at home. No way you're doing I swear way. to God, I was like, Sticky Bands are there, and then he at the end, he's not alone. So it's like home. It's called home. Just home together. <laughs> nah, we've lost it. Together. No, I, I hate this shit. I hate this splitting shit. Tell me. What if, imagine top of the 100 metre track Olympics, who is the world's fastest person? They just all go, yeah, let's all be winners. Who cares who's fastest? No, no, no. Felix Trinidad and Johnny Tobago. I know. Can't have two. It brings me down. I reckon they duel it out. Fight it out to the death. That's right. There we go. Jeez, we're on. We're locked in today. By the way, who gets into pole vaulting? I mean, where does that begin? How? How? Maybe we're all really good at it. How do you know? Is it why you're sweeping up in the house and you go, hang on? Yeah, hang you accidentally on. wedge the broom in the corner and you end up on the roof and you're like, shit. I might have a natural propensity for this, a caper. Weirdest sport. So weird. I know. Uh, Gary, what are you doing on the roof? I was just sweeping. <laughs> I ran at the wall and uh, ended up here. Might want to give the uh, vault a try. <laughs> Something in that, Gary. <laughs> Something in that, Gary. And don't worry. If you don't think you can win, just share it. <laughs> the fire department's on the way, Gary. We'll get you down. Hey, still on athletics and a bit of sharing... A Slovenian walking couple got engaged on the finish line of the 35-kilometre walking marathon. Romantic much? (laughs) So boring. Power walking with a bloody butt plug up your doit for 35 clicks. Passing out. Are you on bended knee? No, I'm passed out. (laughs) Walking is just... I can't get over old mate losing at the Sydney Olympics. It torments me. Savile. Savile. The oh, red no. card out of That's nowhere. so Unreal. brutal. Yeah, left leg, right leg, your body will follow. Pick them up, put them down, never two off the ground. But, geez, they're real sexual live-wise, these two. Oof, the spontaneity. The quote was, we have been together for almost one Olympic cycle, almost four years, so it's the right time. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, you've got to get married if it's been an Olympic cycle. <laughs> he said it was a top-secret thing that nobody knew. No one gave a shit, buddy. Keep it up your sleeve. <laughs> there are no plans yet for the wedding. Maybe we'll decide only two days in advance, you crazy oh, walkers. Crazy I can't keep up with these party walkers. These two? Wild. Tell your lame story walking. <laughs> to surfing now. <laughs> you. 
get pitted. Dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoop! Drop down. Snap. And then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. Ethan, what's doing? Ewing fractures his back, kind of need it, in the lead into the Tahiti WSL event. Mm. And Jack Robinson, the Aussie, has success in Tahiti. Robbo. He now books his spot in the Olympics with that win. And Mace, he was not stoked. It was actually all down to mana. Mana. Or mana. What do you mean? It's a good question. Wow. Is that something spiritual out on the wave, man? Yeah, right. Bit of mana. That's right. He said it was meant to be after making his way through all the heats into the final. He said he was so in it coming into this event. He didn't know what it meant. Mm. He just knew it was meant to be. Okay. Mm. He said, it's a small crew, but it has a lot of mana like this place does. And I think mana means good energy. So there you go. We've got a new stoked and it's mana. (laughs) Stick to stoked. Get it in a sentence, please. Fucking surfers. They fucking kill me with this shit. What, you got your mana (laughs) when you're stuck in traffic on the M5 in your convy, mate? You get a bit of mana then when you haven't moved for 25 minutes? Do you go to your inner mana when someone flips you the bird for overtaking him accidentally? Fucking mana. Flips you the bird's always an interesting one as well, isn't it? <laughs> Flip you the bird? Yeah, it is, isn't I'd it? love to have an actual bird I could just pull up. <laughs> little magpie. Hey, buddy! Little stuffed parakeet. That bloke just flipped me the fucking bird. Literally. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> Any more Ten Commandments off the top of your head while we keep going? Thou shall not flip someone off on the M5. Correct, Amundo. I thought so. Did you just flip me off? No. Yes, you did. You just flipped me the bird. Now, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't shape up, okay, and get your head straight, there, you just flipped me off again. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And until you start flipping people off, you can just go back to the waiting room, okay? All right, Mace, we've done our best to cover some stuff off, so we love a world record at Maybe Daily, and I want to take you... To the real Australia. I want to take you quickly to the Northern Territory, to Darwin, Mm. where a world record was set, Mason. Mm. And I know you don't know anything about this, but this is the world record for the longest underwater drive in a Land Cruiser mud crab. (laughs) So full on. World records are out of control now. It's fucking bullshit. It's awesome. I know. (laughs) It is unbelievable. Say it again. So it's a world record for the longest underwater drive, basically, but it was officially known as the Mud Crab. That was their vehicle. So I'll give you the whole story. Back in 1983, Mm -hmm. some pissheads in Darwin attempted to cross the main marina, which is about a 15-minute ferry ride, and you can go from Mandora to Mindel Beach in Darwin. And they attempted to go under. It's just over seven kilometres, and it's 30 metres down. So wow. in the 80s, when they had a crack at this, they hit a gas pipe and couldn't keep going yep. about three kilometres in. So they got winched out. Story of this came about a few months ago at the pub in Darwin. And a few dudes were like, ah, we could probably have a crack at that. Surely there's been some advancements. And these guys are absolute legends. We'll have to post a photo of this stuff, mate. It's wild. That is so incredible. It's this rag team of mates who are engineers and commercial drivers and just rev heads, basically. They waterproofed an electric vehicle, filled the tyres with water. Mm. They got people from around the country to give them advice. They 
ended up driving it seven kilometres underwater in Darwin <laughs> Harbour. What the the vice was? Don't do it, guys. Don't do Listen, it. Something more important. Go and have another beer. So, because the depth is thirty metres, sure. they had to scuba down to drive. So it's metres. open top. Wow, that is a far. That's a long way. Yeah. So they go down. They could, the drivers could only be there for fifteen minutes at a time behind the wheel. So they, then they'd have to go up because the pressure of the water was too much. So they had to have a team of thirty drivers rotating, and they would be on a boat or swim above. I'll run you through the day. They plan on getting there before the sun goes down. So they leave around 9 a.m. The mud crab enters Darwin Harbour on the western side. Now, it's about a 120-kilometre drive or a 15-minute ferry from Darwin, but they aim to do this in around about 12 hours. So just before the journey began, they actually got these four-wheel technicians flown in from interstate, cheers, mm. piss heads, to do a last-minute fix on the shackles. They interview Luke Purdy. Luke Purdy's one of the team members who spearheaded the project. He said, quote, just got to act like another day at the office and get the job done. Nope, not a day at the office. Never been in this office before. You're 30 metres underwater in a car. <laughs> Makes no sense. 30 different drivers, 30 metres underwater, 15-minute intervals. Now, it's not just trying to move a vehicle in the ocean effectively. <laughs> he also had to contend with a few other things that Darwin likes to offer up, most notably the curious saltwater crocodile and local sharks of the bay. Jesus. The biggest issue wasn't when they're in the car, not that it was covered, but they thought that that was freaking out there at the crocs. It was when they would swim down and swim up. Mm-hmm. So that was the hairy time for them, okay? Mm. You've already lost me. I am not involved in this. <laughs> Absolutely out. I am out. <laughs> they go in at 9am. About 1pm, four hours into it, they had barely made the descent to the bottom yet. Fuck. Because the silt and the mud had churned up and the sand covered the entire seafloor and it swallowed the tyres. So they would get bogged. And the only way they could get out... You couldn't cheat it, so they would attach buoys, inflatable buoys to the car and float it up a metre or two and then try and rev it. And they had to keep winching themselves up from the surface, 30 metres above. Inflatable buoys were chained to the car. Oh, my God. It took two hours to lift the car over that gas pipeline that had thwarted the team in the 80s. That set the team's timeline back a little bit. The sun went down, still no sign of the mud crab. Everyone's just waiting with a beer in hand. On the, on the beach on the other side in Darwin. Amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. At 7.45 at night, the mud crab gets bogged again, and they've only got headlights to guide the way. It's wow. pitch black, so they can't actually see anything underwater. So they're like, mm, do we call it? What do we do? They're like, there's no fucking way we are pulling the pin on this. Unbelievable. We don't give up. We forge ahead. So over 12 hours after the journey began, it starts to emerge. There's great footage of this. People are going nuts on the beach, screaming, keep driving it to the pub, this sort of stuff. Amazing. They come out. It's this bright orange mud crab, tops off, and there's a handful of dudes, and they look they look like they've run five marathons and played a grand final for their son's life and won on the siren. They're exhausted, Fuck. but they're loving it. And on the back, I'll send you a photo. We should post it. On the back of the mud crab is one of the drivers. He's got rid of his life vest. He's in a singlet with short footy shorts. And in his arm, he's speared about a oh, 80 centimetre to a metre barra. As well. On the way through. While he was there, he's like, oh, a bit of fish about. Oh, he's jagged one on the it. way through. Oh, this is amazing. Unbelievable <laughs> stuff. So they finally emerged to victory and raptures, and they've set what we believe to be a new world record for the longest underwater drive. So congrats to the crew. Incredible. That is amazing. Fuck. Isn't it? 
fair effort. Legend, legend, dead set legend. Little side note, mm. around that same time I was up in Darwin on... Thanks to Mint Sports for the mighty Darwin Cup, one of the great events. You're up there? Yeah, right. How was that? Well, I have a membership for the Melbourne Zoo, and I <laughs> don't think I've seen anything that resembles a real zoo, uh, because the Darwin Cup was, uh, was interesting. Was interesting, Mace. Yeah. I knew we were in trouble on the flight there, Mace, dead yep. set, halfway there, and the announcement comes over on the flight, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen. Please let it be known, we have run out of Bundy and Jim Beam cans. Okay. Any turbulence or anything? No, no. They drank us out. Unbelievable setup. Amazing. Mate, there'll be some so Vox Pop stuff that'll be up on the Mint Sports. The Mint incredible. Sports website is in a bit of teething issues at the moment. It's on the way through. It's going to be huge. But at the moment, we've got a YouTube page, so we'll, we'll be sure to point people there. But we've got some footage from the mighty How hot Darwin was it up Cup. there? What was the weather like? Gorgeous. Went to my old yeah. house. Wow. That was fantastic. Wow. Really nice. Yeah, they're a different breed. It's another world. Same country, different world yes. in that place. We were sitting by the pool one day, and this old duck walks past and just goes, Are you not worried about the yes? <laughs> like, well, it's not called the yes, and I wasn't worried about it until about eight seconds ago. <laughs> now I realise we're fucked. Absolutely. Hey, you know who I saw there on telly at about two in the morning? I was watching the Diamonds. Gabby Gate. Fuck off. Gabrielle Gate doing an infomercial about knives. They're the only ones he cuts with. The accent was slipping too. Gabby Gate. <laughs> Darwin don't like foreigners, mate. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Gabby Gate sighting. Yeah. Amazing. Gabriel Gatte with Accidentally Kelly Street. Here's <laughs> a door and here's a window. Here's the ceiling and here's the floor. The room is a little like a black and white movie. The TV's on. That's what it's for. And if you walk really slowly, you can feel the planet breathe. There is no need to feel so lonely now that we have got to learn to give. Accident play Kelly Street, where friends and strangers sometimes fit. Accident play Kelly Street, I never thought that life could be so sweet. All right, Mastodon, that's part one of two in the world's biggest catch-up. And Jesus Christ, I'm not too sure if we caught up or if we just went backwards. But uh, how can people get in touch with us? Twitter, maybe under, underscore, underscore daily. And Instagram, maybe underscore, underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, please. Beautiful stuff. And check yeah. out that Mint Sports YouTube channel. It will be all the rage coming soon, as will the website. All right, Mastodon, we'll see you next week. And until then, stay mint. Stay mint, sonny. Don't shit on your hands and wipe it on anyone else. I love you. I love you too. Bye now. Mate, I've had this like. Yeah. I've had this. I've been eating pretzels this morning. And they're all over I've the shop. This, mate, <laughs> I've had this fucking 
little pretzel jingle, this little earworm in my head all morning. <laughs> I like pretzels when I'm entertaining. Bring out the mix bowl. Be life changing. You like pretzels when you're entertaining. Bring out the mix bowl. No complaining. Hear what you're Nightmare. singing. Know what you're saying. Bring out the pretzels when we're entertaining. That's what they do. They wheel you out at Guantanamo. Bring out Sonny. <laughs> What's this guy going to do? I got a pretzel song for you. I'll tell you whatever you want. What do you want to know? The human waterboard. <laughs> I like pretzels when I'm entertaining. I have not been able to stop rattling it around my skull. It's not bad. It's got a good I pop like to it. I like pretzels when I'm entertaining. Bring out the mix bowl. Be life changing. You like pretzels when you're entertaining. Bring out the mix bowl. No complaining. Hear what we're singing. Know what we're saying. Bring out the pretzels when we're entertaining. Where did you find those pretzels? Because I don't reckon you've gone out and source them yourself. No, nah, well, I was at the shops yesterday getting other things that I actually needed. Are you but, a pretzel um, guy? Who's not a pretzel guy, man? <laughs> I don't no, know. Like it's not my first choice. I'd go a twisty or a, you know. Uh, you uncouth fucker. There's plenty of more options before there's... <laughs> yeah. well, I'll tell you what, mate. I like pretzels when I'm entertaining. <laughs> Just bring out a mix bowl. It'll be life-changing. You know what it was? You know what it actually was? Is that they were on special... Classic sucked yeah. in by the fake special. Classic Three bucks fifty special. with a big sale sign. Cheers. Usually four bucks. <laughs> Better get them. Better snap them up. <laughs> Got to save that fifty cents by spending three fifty. You having a Guinness? Che- oh yeah, check it out. What the fuck? fuck? <laughs> what? I thought you off the piss. Having it. On the Guinness. I'm having it. I've been off for. This is when I'm back. How long's that been since December? Wow. Geez, I tell you what, that's like someone who can't swim going, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a crack. I'm just gonna do the English Channel nude at night. You've gone straight to Guinness. You lied well, up was... in the shark cage. Well, when Brod came up, he bought them and they've been sitting in there. Oh, just staring at you. For ages and Mel's like yeah, Mel got Mel's got one in there as well, because there was two left. She's like, You gotta have one. So I was like, Fuck Yep. Yeah. I'm having one. Well, it's not really alcohol, is it? It's more just a Guinness. warming cold. Well, you know, there were these tests that pissheads often do, but some Irish uni did a test where they worked out that technically the mm. sustenance, nutrients, vitamins, whatever bullshit you want to say is in Guinness, you could survive off it as a food, technically. Now, you'd need, a- I think it was like 72 pints a day, so you'd probably die pretty quickly <laughs> and you'd be a little bit of hard work to hang around. 72 pints! But if you're on a deserted island, like a Guinness <laughs> cargo rocks up, you're like, all right, Wilson, I'm having 36, you're having 36, let's get through these. Yeah, technically you can. I'm going to go get a Guinness, hang on. No shit. 